It's a Halloween weekend. It's a busy sports weekend. You got the the Lakers tonight and Sunday. You got the Rams on Sunday. There's there's just there's a lot going on. But I have a I, I need you to help me with something. Okay, what do you got? I need you to help me with I, this is a parenting question, and I need mm-hmm. somebody to just kind of shoot me straight. Okay, you ready? Yeah. My uh, I, I have an early start on Sunday with the Rams. The pre-game show starts at eight o'clock with me and Kirk Morrison, and then the kickoff is at ten o'clock. It's a full day on Sunday. Then it's Halloween. Mm-hmm. We do our show five days a week. Tomorrow morning is the day where theoretically you could kind of ease into your day a little bit. Just relax yep. and right, yep. you know, cause we'll see what gets started on a Saturday. My son has a baseball game at eight o'clock in the morning, which is about 45 minutes away. He needs to be at said baseball game one hour before the game starts, which means seven, which means I'm leaving the house around six o'clock on Friday morning. Here's the rub. Mm-hmm. He's hurt. He's not going to play. Do I need to go to that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can can I can I send him with another parent and just have him sit in the dugout All by honest, himself or <laughs> yeah I, I'll tell you the just one hundred percent honest truth I don't think there's anything wrong with that if the guy's injured really yeah I really don't yeah. if he's injured he's not playing he's going to be hanging out with you know his buddies on the way down yeah. with his buddies on the way back up he's going to sit watch <laughs> the game enjoy the game is that a que- is he expecting you like would he be disappointed if you didn't take him. I, I, that's a great question. I don't know if disappoint it would be. He'd be surprised because I don't. Unless I have no other choice, I don't miss that stuff. I try to go to those right as but, often as humanly possible. But he's not playing. He's injured. No, he's not. I, look, put it this way: I did it last week. I had to go to Long Beach for the game, right? Mm-hmm. And I went up to. And he didn't play last week. He broke his finger, so he's out for a, a few weeks. Um, and I just sat there and watched a baseball game that my kid had nothing to do with, and it was awful. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so I'm kind of looking to avoid it this week, but I, I like. It. I'm just going to tell him, "Hey, uh, Mom, ask him." Yep. Slee said, "Slee said it's cool if I don't go." So good luck. You're going with your buddies. I think. No, do uh, this. Do this. Go. Just say, "Hey, if you want me to be there, I'm going to go. If it's not that big of a deal, then I'm going to send you down with your buddies." My, my children don't have the guilt gene, so you can't really. They'll be like, "Yeah, I don't care if you come or not." <laughs> they're, they're, they they will lie to me on, on that way as well. So hit me up on Twitter at Travis Rogers. Those of you that have been in that situation, do you have to go to a game that your kid's not going to play in? It's a good way to do it. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear Hotline. The Lakers have the weirdest thing that I can think of in quite some time. They have a game six of an 82-game series that feels incredibly important. How not because of that? the opponent, mm-hmm. not because of anything other than what happened on Wednesday night in the first five games of the season where a team that had championship expectations, has championship expectations, is all of a sudden in a quasi-must-win game against a mediocre Cleveland team. I want to read you something. So Lakers had shoot around this morning. Uh, Dave McMenamin brought out this quote from Coach Vogel kind of explaining the Lakers start. He says, we're like building a house, you know. You're building a house or you're putting on an addition. You got all these construction workers in your house and it's a pain in the ass and there's plastic up and sawdust and it's a pain in you know what. But you keep saying to yourself, when this is done, it's going to be great. You know what I mean? That's where we're at right now. It's frustrating to see where we're at, but I know where it's going to get to, and we're excited about that. just kind of goes on. The construction people keep saying, hey, give it another two weeks. Give it another two weeks. Two weeks goes by, and they're still – so he kind of gives this reference, this example of building a house. Uh, listen, I, I think there's 
I think there's a lot of truth in that. And, and I think ultimately, Trev, you and I could come on the radio and we could say, you know what, this is BS. How are you blowing a 26-point lead? And James Worthy can go on their postgame show and say that this is not Laker basketball. All of that mm-hmm. is nobody's wrong in saying that. The question is, is it going to be fixed? Does it look like whatever the problem is today or the issue is today, 30 days from now, um, is it going to be corrected? What I've noticed in the first five games, you know, so far Lakers, they could be 0-5. That's not a stretch to say. They could be 0-5 right now. No, it's not. Barely beat Memphis, barely beat the San Antonio Spurs. The problem is, is, you know, it's a point that you and I have made a couple times. We have not watched Laker basketball yet and kind of sat back and said, this is good basketball. Wow, look at these individual players. Yeah, they got a long way to go, but damn, does this talent and these veterans and this piece and that piece, everything just looks really good. Even if it's not for 48 minutes, I don't feel like we've had that yet so far this year. No, I I don't either. And that's, that's the thing that puts this game in a different category for me. This is, if the Lakers were two and three, and two of their wins looked pretty good, and the three losses were kind of disjointed, and, and the pieces didn't fit well together. You're kind of like, yeah, this is about what I thought. You just said it a minute ago. 0-5 is is a is not a stretch. It, it felt like they could have very easily been 0-5. I want to go back to Oklahoma City for a second. It wasn't just that they blew a 26-point lead. That's a huge part of it, but it wasn't just that. That game, for the, the entire fourth quarter, was a possession or two either way. And the Lakers couldn't stop the bleeding. And it wasn't that Memphis, or excuse me, that Oklahoma City was making shots all over the place. They weren't. The Laker defense was just that bad. The Laker shooting was just that bad. The Laker decision making was just that bad. And I kept waiting for whether it be Anthony Davis or Russell Westbrook or Carmelo or somebody just go, you know what, guys, I'm I'm done with this. I'm going to take this over and win this game. Never happened. Which is what's interesting to me coming into this one is I I don't doubt that this game has their full attention. I don't doubt that they want to respond to what happened on Wednesday night. I don't doubt that Anthony Davis probably heard people saying, dude, why were you absent in the fourth quarter? I'm sure you heard all this stuff. My question is, can they respond? Because they clearly couldn't respond against Oklahoma City. Can they respond to this one tonight? Because, Al, if they can't, yeah. if this game is close or you know, even worse, if they lose – I think for the first time all season we're having a hate. Are these problems beyond just we're getting to know each other? Are they deeper than that? So this is um, this is part of the reason why I was saying, you know what, I'm glad they lost a the game on Wednesday. You know what, good. You know what, you 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 came back. What what could have happened, Trav, is the Thunder come all the way back from 26 down, take a two-point lead going into the fourth quarter, but Lakers squeeze it out because it's a team that's so young, they don't know how to close. Lakers win the game by four. That could have easily happened, and if it did, then it would have been the same thing that happened with the San Antonio Spurs. I know the roles were a little different. It was Lakers coming back in that fourth quarter, but that's why in my head I felt like the Lakers, whether they need it or they don't or whatever the case is, I don't want them to think, well, we won the game and you know, kind of becomes irrelevant how we won the game. No, how you're playing is why you're losing. It's because you're not playing any defense. It's because it's way too many turnovers. It's because AD's not taking the game over at the end. It's because Russ has been careless with the ball. Go down the list of all the different reasons, and it's collective. I'm not pointing out one play or anything along those lines, but when I say I think it was a good loss because if that doesn't wake you up, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna name off the next four games for the Lakers. And I, I think yeah. the Lakers are actually gonna go on a little bit of a winning streak here. And that has less to do with my confidence of what I've seen through five games has more to do with they have four games at Staples Center that are incredibly advantageous. You got the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight, which is probably the toughest game of these four. Cavs have won three games in a row. They got a good road win against Denver. They got a good win against uh, the Clippers as well. They beat Atlanta as well. Cleveland, Houston, Houston, Oklahoma City. If there's one thing I think this Lakers team can use – Got to start building some momentum. Got to start feeling like, okay, now let's kind of take things into our own hands. At least they don't have Milwaukee and Denver and the Suns coming up in their next three games. No, but I think that's why these are arguably even more dangerous, right? Look, Houston's bad, and and Cleveland is probably somewhere around average, and and, and we know Oklahoma City is probably the worst team in the world. Is on a one-game winning streak. they, They just lost to them. Which is why I think I think these games are more are going to be more indicative of where they are right now than if they played the team if they played the Suns and the Warriors again and the Jazz and you know they go play I don't know Brooklyn or who's I know kind of line up the excuses right it's easy to yeah. say look guys they're not a finished product right now of course the Phoenix Suns are going to be further along than they are right now but if you you can't say that about the Rockets you can't sure. say that about Cleveland you can't say that about OKC that's why I think these have so much unbelievable weight on them and and look these are good players been around a long time they've been in sticky situations before they've had the moments where you need to respond that's why and they've been able to do it which is if they can't do it tonight al that's what would be so shocking to me is you know that tonight needs to be one of those guys we're fine tonight needs to be a guys we're fine moment and if they can't, I think for the first time all season, it's going to be a, hey, what really is going on here? Why Why does it look like this? Not just slow start, getting to know each other. LeBron's been hurt. AD kind of comes in and out. Melo had a bad night shooting. Russ turned it over a bunch of, like, what, what doesn't work globally for this team? All right, I'm going to read this off here. Uh, this is one more from David McMenamin. Coach said earlier, LeBron James, game time decision against the Cavs tonight. So, um you know, we'll see if, if LeBron is able to go. And if he is able to go, then those expectations that you're talking about just continue to rise. All right, let's go to the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Let's go to Burbank and start with Anthony. Anthony, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Anthony? Hi, guys. How are you guys doing? I want to talk about the Lakers roster. I mean, you're talking about Rondo and Carmelo and DeAndre and Dwight. These are all just, like, big names. Lakers don't have many rotation players on their team besides the big three. I mean – DeAndre Jordan should not be in the NBA anymore. The, the Nets didn't even play him last year. R- Nick Claxton is a much better player right now than Dwight Howard or DeAndre Jordan. We lost three good rotation players in Alex Caruso, KCP, and Montrez Harrell in that trade. How many rotation players do we have on our roster besides the big three? And Russell Westbrook, even though he's a great player on a bad team, he'll still give you stats. Bradley Beal would have been a much better fit on this roster, a guy that can shoot the lights out than Russell Westbrook. And by, and by the way, I mean, just, to, just to say real quick to hop in there, I appreciate you calling in. Uh, Washington knows that. That's why Bradley Beal is still in Washington. They weren't, there's a, <laughs> yeah, you know who would fit great? Steph Curry. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, mean, I, I hear what he's saying is that, oh, well, he would have fit much better, but that's their – if they had to pick between the of two franchise players, there's a reason why you know they yeah. left Bradley Beal. But can I, let, let me point out one thing because he's talking about the role players. Um, I thought the Lakers had enough depth where it's not a big deal. And, and I still don't have the answer to this. But I thought the THT is going to be out 
okay, they'll reevaluate him in four weeks. That was, whatever, a week and a half ago or something like that. Kendrick Nunn still hasn't played with the Lakers in the regular season. I didn't really pay too much attention to that because I'm like, okay, they're fine. You know, Malik Monk. Ellington hasn't played a game yet for the Lakers as well. I think the points he's making are valid, and I think you kind of start looking at this Lakers roster, and these younger players now I think are starting to become more of – no, no, Important. you need some young players. You you need yes. guys that are going to run up and down the floor because if I'm OKC or if I'm the Cavs or I'm the Spurs or I'm the Rockets, I, I know I'm going to do one thing against a Lakers team that by average age is much older than many other teams out there. Experience is great, probably much more valuable in the postseason than in game four, five, or six in the regular season. I'm going to try to run on the Lakers. I, I think that's it. I think that the age that when we were talking about the age of this team, the average age of so they're the oldest team in the league, whatever, that we kind of associate it with injuries and missed games and these sorts of things. It, it's not necessarily that. You said it the other day. Watch the NBA. Watch how it's played. It is just the pace is insane. Up, down, up, down, up, down, shooting threes, shooting threes. Lakers don't play like that. And, and if they try to play like that, it's going to wear them down pretty quickly. It's not so much old leads to injuries. It's old leads to, I don't know if they can keep up night in and night. Now, they might not need to. They just need to win enough games, get into the playoffs, and then it becomes a more you know possession-oriented yeah. game where you're not just running up and down the court. You're playing somebody seven times in a row. It's matchups. It's rotations. It's all this stuff. But you got to do enough work during the regular season to put yourself in a position to take advantage of that. It's the, it's the NBA's version of analytics, right? The analytics of baseball, they play a certain type of way today that maybe they played it was completely different 15 years ago, 20 years ago, as in you're depending more on the analytics. The NBA, and it's, it's not just the NBA, all the sports. You see a lot of you see a lot of NFL coaches now. Some of the younger coaches, they go for it on fourth down. They they try to they take more risks. They say, no, I'd rather have the ball in my quarterback's hand on fourth down than punt it, and I got to hand the ball off to their best player. So the the leagues are changing, and obviously the Lakers in this weird hybrid stage where, yeah, they can adjust, they can play with other teams, but their their strengths is not youth. Let's put it that way. One more quick one. Let's go to Westwood this time. David, David, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, David? Hey, thanks. Uh, Frank Vogel's analogy that he's building a house and it's all chaotic, but don't worry, in the end it's going to be fine, gives houses a bad name. If you don't have a good foundation, if the walls aren't plumb, if the things that are supposed to be in place, the bones, so to speak, are no good, then you can put lipstick on the pig at the end, but it's still going to be a crappy house. So he needs to uh, figure that out. Well, no, no. David, are you a a contractor? It's the first time the word plumb has ever been used on this show. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, thank you, bro. David, appreciate you calling in, but I, I, th- this is this is the difference with what he just said. Do you know what the foundation is? Foundation is who's the top of your organization. That's your foundation. Your foundation is the Laker franchise. Your foundation is um, is it all about winning? Your franch your your foundation is do you have competent owners that are? That's the foundation. And I think what if we're okay. using Vogel's, we're in the middle of a remodel. They're in the middle of a re- – the players are the remodel, right? The foundation is already there. Um, you know, they went to uh, – listen, they're, they're waiting for a couple permits. They're still waiting for a couple permits to get approved. <laughs> well, it, it, maybe. That's the best-case scenario, right? The the other scenario is is what he just mentioned, that 
if you're building a fun house and the walls are diagonal, the foundation could be perfect, right? But the actual two by fours that are going to build the house, i.e., the players, if they don't, if they aren't sawed to the correct length, if they aren't put together plumb, right? If the walls aren't straight up and down plumb, then all of a sudden it doesn't matter how much time it's you have be a to put. Wild a nice ride closet. for a couple years is what it is. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. All right, today's uh, stat that- hero of the day is LeBron James. Um, by the way. 18 years ago today, LeBron James, 18, right? 18? 18 years ago yep. today, LeBron James making his debut in the NBA, 17-time All-Star, four-time NBA champion, uh, just uh, four finals MVPs, three of them with three different teams. You just kind of go down the list. Stat Hero is the exclusive daily fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sportsbook that gives the player the advantage. Throw out the website here. Go to stathero.com. Slash 710 ESPN, stathero.com, slash 710 ESPN for 300% back on your first play. All right, so you just read through a piece of LeBron's resume, and Mm -hmm. anybody that has seen him play has him on the list of the five greatest players that they've seen. So we're going to do that. We're going to talk about not the five greatest players ever, the five greatest players that we personally have seen play basketball. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It sounds good. Lots going on on a Friday, Slee. Um, so, it, it's funny. We're talking about LeBron, who made his debut 18 years ago today. Yep. And there's How he nobody... never lived up to the expectations. Yep, total bust. Just yep. total, total paper champion. There's nobody <laughs> that is even remotely reasonable that is not putting LeBron on the, the greatest players of all time list, right? Yep. That, that, that's just a, a ridiculous concept. Funch, Funches has him 18th. <laughs> Top the, 18. The, the idea, though, I, I want to do this. I want to do okay. this exercise. I want to get you the five best players that you've ever seen. And that doesn't mean okay. – that. so basically what we're doing is we're, we're not talking about Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell and Oscar Robertson and those guys who are great players. We didn't see them. They're yeah. before our time. We're talking about guys Mike was amazing. Mike was, was just something fantastic. else. Something Bob else. Cousy, imagine if he could have dribbled with his left hand. Imagine how good he would have been. <laughs> the, 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 or, or look up while he was dribbling. That, uh, the, the, uh, the game seems to have that's changed a, a little bit along the way. Five greatest players yeah. – that we have seen, not necessarily in person, but just watched and followed sure. their careers. There's a couple of no-brainers, right? Mm-hmm. Do we want to include those two guys that are just terribly obvious? Do we okay. want to include LeBron James and Michael Jordan? How about we do this? How about, and again, this is your list based on your age, your generation, what you watched the most. Think of the era that you were most interested in NBA basketball. I think that has mm-hmm. a lot to do with it. That's why sure. actually I find I find these conversations fascinating with Michael because Michael said Michael can go back to whether it was, you know, when he was a kid watching the NBA all the way to playing in an era that was arguably the best era to today. His son is, you know, each one, you know, one of the best play, uh, NBA players in the world. Yep. So that that's so interesting. But for me, I can only do when I started watching NBA. So I, I can't reference to, you know, some of these other guys. For um, sure. Okay, so so you were saying the the top five, you're saying – 
No, I, I say include the obvious include. ones. Okay. And then, and then if you want to list out a couple more, who would go six and seven if you didn't include them? So Okay, so Michael Jordan and LeBron James are the two biggest no-brainers on this list. You know, I got to see all of Michael's career going all the mm-hmm. way back to college, all his yep. entire NBA career. Same for LeBron James. That I've seen LeBron James from 18 years ago today up until a couple of nights ago in Memphis. I've seen the whole thing, and there's no discussion here, I don't think. There's, oh, those, are you your both only, those, those are your only two no-brainers? Yes. I think that, that oh, every wow. other oh, spot after this is yeah. open for debate. I think that – because, first of all, let, let me let me get into this. It's not just championships or points or, or title – or or anything, it's how much did you enjoy watching them as well? Because all these guys are amazing players with incredible resumes. But those two guys are at the top of the list. The other guy that I think absolutely positively has to be there for me is Magic Johnson. Because when I was a teenager, Magic was at the peak of his powers. Magic was running the Showtime Lakers, 6'9 point guard, could dish, could eventually learn to knock down a shot, was one of the great leaders of all time. Michael has said this, that there's no leader in sports that he's ever seen that Mm. matches Magic Johnson. He played with a great sense of joy. They were in the finals more or less every year he was in the league. Mm -hmm. So Magic is a a no-brainer for me. Now it gets even more challenging, okay? And I'm just going to – Can I tell you something which is kind of crazy? I don't think I had any – like the, the top five I have just naturally fit in, and there's no – I don't even feel like I have a conversation. Oh, I have a ton because after After those five three, is tough. After those three mm-hmm. – and I'm just going to give you – let's see, one, two, three, four, five. I got six more guys, but I only got two spots. Okay. Okay, here, here are the six guys. Kevin Durant, Shaquille O'Neal, Larry Bird, Kobe Bryant, Steph Curry. Okay, and and I have Kareem on that list, but here's why Kareem's not on it, because I did see him, saw him win championships all through the 80s, but I didn't see Kareem when Kareem was just killing guys. Mm -hmm. I didn't get to see it. He's a little bit before my time, so I understand historically he's on the list, so I'm going to get Kareem off of there. I think I have to put Kevin Durant on that list. And it just when it comes to fun, when it comes to scoring, when it comes to excitement, when it comes to impact, he's a seven-foot perimeter player. Come on, man. I mean, what are we talking about here? That a guy can put it on the floor, that can defend, that can go to the rim, that's as good a shooter as anybody that's ever played this game, really. So I'm going Kevin Durant, which leaves one spot left. I think it's Larry Bird. Hmm. I really do. I, I, I just Larry Bird was the scariest guy that the Lakers had to deal with every mm-hmm. single year for Magic's entire career. Is Larry a better player than Kobe Bryant? No, he's not. Kobe Bryant's a better player. But just the impact that it had on me, part of it is my age. Part of it is the, the Lakers-Celtic rivalry was at its zenith at that point. I think it's Larry Bird for me. I have a feeling that my five are going to really, really just fall into the category of your age, right? That's it. It's just going to fall into the category of your age. So when I said my five were easy, the greatest five basketball players I've ever watched the game personally, that I followed, that it was the era that I was watching basketball. And oh, by the way, LeBron James, today's is 18th. It's the 18th anniversary of his first game in Sacramento uh, when he was drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers. So it, we're talking about the greatest to ever play the game in, in your that you've personally watched. Let yes. me tell you how easy my, my Michael's list is. already yelling at me on our phones, by the way, let, telling me that we need to go see a neurologist because we didn't have Wilt. Let, Wilt let me tell you, yeah, but he didn't understand the <laughs> what, what we had in play. We're only talking about individual players that we personally watched. For me, um, Magic, 
100% on that list. And you know the yep. funny thing about Magic is I was watching him when he wasn't winning championships. And I know that yeah. wasn't a long window, and I know I probably spent more time watching old videos of Magic rather than <laughs> – he was my – he's the reason why I got into basketball. I loved watching Magic Johnson. Magic's a no-brainer on my list. Kobe – a no-brainer for me. That the arguably the best player that I've ever watched. At least if I have a list of five, it's a no-brainer, and it's it's the entire resume. I, I think some of the things that you talked about with some of the other players. There's the fun part of it. There's the this a seven-footer that could do this, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe it had much more. First of all, all he cared about was getting results. What more do you want for a team that you cheer for than a guy that all he wants to do is just get results? And then there's the, all the other pieces that come with it. I don't care if I have. Um, fracture this, this is broken, this hurts, this, that. Yeah, go ahead and roll the ball out. So my no-brainer so far, Magic, um, Kobe, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and the fifth one, zero hesitation for me, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq was... Shaq, I just watch this, dude. If you go back and look at those three championships the Lakers won together... And and it, you just kind of see what Shaq used to do in the finals. It was so incredibly unfair. Those are my the the five funnest, greatest, the the just the best athletes that you ever seen in the NBA in your era. Those are my five. You know what's, you know what's kind of funny? If I had to go further than that, if I had to go a six or a seven, if I had to yeah. go a six or a seven, I'm probably throwing. Now we're talking boring basketball. Now I'm I'm starting to you know go through Tim Duncan. I think would be on my list. You'd rather Hakeem, watch Tim Duncan than Steph Curry? We said the best players we've ever watched play the game. Yeah, but it's Tim the Duncan. Whole fa- Tim Duncan was an unbelievable basketball player sure who won was. five NBA championships. So, who so was Steph the head Curry. of the snake? Steph Curry so didn't Steph won a Finals MVP. Don't forget about yeah. that. Yeah. I, I'm just I'm just making the case he, he here. Also I, I would actually put I would put Hakeem sixth for me, and I would put Tim Duncan seventh if I'm ranking my greatest the, that I've ever watched. This is the thing you we, you have to leave off great players. There, there's just there's just not enough spots for for guys to be on there. I didn't Let's put KD on here. there. I didn't put Steph look, on there. You're right. I, look, there's only five. KD and Steph should. If you had them on, I had KD on my list. Steph's probably my first guy off the list, but they certainly could be on there. And and I don't think anybody would be wrong. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit progressive.com. Let's try a quick one here. Uh, let's go to Chris in Whittier. Chris, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Curtis, I'm sorry, yeah. Curtis and Whittier. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Travis, you, um, you're, 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 you're thinking about not going to your son's baseball game. You're the same right. guy that went to. You're the same guy that went jet skiing with your buddies, and you missed a <laughs> Kirk Gibson home run. That's now, true. <laughs> now you may put him on blast, bro. Put him on blast. Put him on. I was like, wait a minute, you already missed the game. So, Trav, go ahead. Get up at 6.30 in the morning, get your shower, go down there with your son, and go watch him sit and play baseball. You're right. I, I, I'm, I'm going to. I, I know that that's the right decision. You're right, Curtis. Lee, have I ever told you that story? My, uh, my dad got tickets to the World Series in 1988, and he, there was two tickets, and he was saying, you know, you, either you can go to the game one or you can go to game two, mm-hmm. and your brother will go to the other one. Okay, cool. My, my buddy had a boat. He's like, hey, you want to go water skiing today? I'm like, ooh, first day of the week. I'll just go to game two. Uh, that was the Kirk Gibson game. Did, didn't get to go see the Kirk Gibson home run because I was water skiing at Lake Pyramid. And tell you it, something. Was a, it, was, it was a bad choice. Let me tell you I something. Tell you? you know the problem is? The problem is to not run into a moment like that, you have to take every opportunity because it could happen. There were people that I know that did not go to Kobe's 81-point game against the Toronto Raptors. If it was a regular – Lakers have a game coming up this Sunday against the Houston Rockets, okay? It's not exactly the most attractive game on the schedule, right? What if LeBron puts up 70? What if, you know, <laughs> something like that can happen? Yeah, that's or, where you got to go. Or Russ puts up 20, 20, and 20 again, just using that as an example. So it's it's bound to happen, but, yeah, you screwed up. You screwed People up. are mad. People are mad, in particular at my list, Slee. We'll let them respond to it next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Speaking of that Tennessee game that's coming up in a couple of Sundays, Al, that's the game that you agreed to come out and do a live Ask Slee at SoFi Stadium, right? Um, I'm going to get there. What's kickoff? One. Uh, oh, no, well, it's a Sunday night. Sunday 520. Night, right? 520. 520. Yeah. Um, what time do you throw it to JB and probably the other guys? That, and that night will probably be about 5 o'clock. About 5 o'clock? Yeah. I'm I'm just looking, just FYI, I'm looking at my schedule right now. I'm uh-huh. slammed up to about five-ish, so <laughs> I might not make it in time. Got well, a lot of things I got to move around. Yeah, look, I get it. You got a lot of things that you need to get done and put Ask Slee at the top of the list. You, here's what you do. You come yeah. early. The pregame show, Emily, will always start that day? Probably around 3, give or take, maybe 3.30? Yeah, 3:30? probably 3. 3? So just come at 3. They you should could, do you, because you because the a game thing. is – because a game is Sunday night game, they should do like an extended pregame. You guys start at one. Start at one. Really, kind of. There's a uh, awesome audience. They're just super excited about the game. Do a four hour pregame. Let's do it. All right. So we were talking about the five best because LeBron is celebrating the 18th anniversary of his NBA debut, and you know we know that LeBron's on the all time greatest player list, and we know that most of the names on there are the most of the names on there. So Al and I came up with our list of the guys that we personally have enjoyed watching the most, that we personally think have been the most impactful in the NBA and put together the most incredible uh, careers. It's not just resume, it's personal preference as well. And people are upset, Al. They're Do you upset want Michaels? Do you yeah, want Michaels? Michaels. Yeah, All right, for here's sure. what Michaels got. He's got Wilt. Yep. 
Kareem. Sure. Jordan. Sure. LeBron. Sure. One more spot left. Can I, get, can I guess? Yeah. Is, is it is it a modern player or somebody that is a little bit older? Um, modern. Kevin Durant. Kobe. Kobe. Yeah. Duh. Sure. He sure. puts Kobe, and then he said right after that, Duncan, KD, yeah. Hakeem, Magic, all none these guys these are, are in the same mix. <laughs> none of these are bad lists. They're all good lists. Let's try uh, Chris in Los Angeles. Chris, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. Uh, big fan. Uh, Travis, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to warn you here. You're going to have a lot of angry callers with that top five list of not having Kobe, huh. um, and especially having Larry Bird and KD over him. Yeah. And uh, – I mean, just all the turnaround jumpers, the uh, the hissing, the Mamba hissing. I mean, re- forget his resume. Just fun entertainment to watch. I think you got to have him on your top five. Uh, look, if you have him in yours, Chris, I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm just saying that he didn't make mine. That that um, for when I was watching the Lakers in the '80s, Magic Johnson was my guy, and there was nobody that put greater fear into my pleasure than Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. Larry Bird, look. In a vacuum, is Kobe Bryant a better basketball player than Larry Bird? Of course he is. Yes, he is. I'm telling you, guys that I've watched in, in my life impact the way that I've watched the game, make it more fun, make it more scary, make it more uncertain as to what's going to happen, Larry Bird has to be on my list. And Kevin Durant is a seven-footer that's one of the greatest shoot, three-point shooters of all time, who's got a handle, who can run the court, who can defend. I feel pretty good about having that's Kevin Durant on you my know what, list. You know what's kind of funny? KD and Steph, got to be honest, didn't – and I don't know why I didn't even think about. I didn't even hesitate to even put them on my list. KD and Steph, <laughs> these are two of you know the most ridiculous players that uh, have ever played in my era. And they're you know the era of we watch so many games right now. We're obviously seeing and, and KD and Steph have had so much impact over the last ten, twelve years. I didn't even hesitate that they were not on my list. Yeah, they're on mine. Steph didn't make it, but he was really close because look, Steph is one of the very small handful of guys that the league was one thing before they got there and it's different after them. The league did not look like it looks now until Steph Curry started doing what he does. You don't have, did you see the highlights of John Morant last night? He was taking jumpers from inside the half court line and making some of them Mm -hmm. that the the game has just gone to a totally different place. And that's part of it because of Steph. Let's try the IE and Joe, Joe, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Joe? What's up? What's up, Travis? How you doing, man? How you doing, Alan? Doing good, Joe. Appreciate appreciate you calling in. What's going on? Uh, I had to sneak on the phone at work once I heard Travis's list. Like, <laughs> literally, like you you don't like theater, Travis. You don't, I don't like, like theater. What? You I said you don't like theater. Not love movie. theater. You know, Kobe was like a like a action packed film every time he played. Like the most successful player that ever. Like, even not even offense, just defense. Like, he was like 13 times defensive player, all team, or something like that. Like, Guys. he, I don't know. Like, KD, he can't even, he, he can't win without Kyrie. He never won, he didn't win before he got with Steph. He's not even like a proven winner, like Kobe. Oh, like, come on, come on, Joe. You're, you're doing fine until that. You, you were no, doing no. really fun. Hey, 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 last, last I checked, KD had to go join a 73-win <laughs> yeah, Golden State yeah, Warriors he's a team. bum. He's a bum. Oh, no, no, it's he, not, he, it's he not saying he's a list. bum. It's not saying he's a bum. He's just 
Guys, he's not Kobe. He's, he's seven feet. I know he's not. He's a seven-footer who can shoot threes and put it on the floor, and he plays defense, and he has won championships. He was the best player on a on a championship. Don't team. blow that. Don't blow that series MVP. against the Warriors before you left and uh, no, I, go join not, a couple other. Yeah, and and Kobe, what? Kobe never had a bad series. Kobe, he did have a bad we, series, we, we, but Kobe didn't. Saying. You Kobe didn't pick. leave and decide. I, I okay, well, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this squad to go I, play I for the, the Spurs. The, the format of the time was different than it is right now. Times <laughs> change. LeBron changed that format. No, he absolutely <laughs> did. He absolutely did. This Kobe had bad series. Kobe had bad games. Kobe had bad patches in his career. So this is what happens with these things. I said that Kobe is on my list. Didn't make the top five. I never said any of the bad things about him. I never said any of the things that the reason he's off. I said he, that he's not on ahead of these guys. Kobe was great, but if we're just going to point out the things that didn't go well for Kevin Durant, everybody's got those. Maybe with the exception of Michael Jordan, because for whatever reason, we just pretend he never lost in the playoffs because he was 6-0 in the, in the postseason. But this this, is, this, there, are, um, there are at least 10 or 12 guys, Al, that you could put in the top five that are not crazy. I uh, and and I'm not a fan of. I, I like actually when you brought up the question of your own personal preference. Mm-hmm. Like this is somebody that you watched on a night in night out basis, or maybe they got you into the sport. Maybe you weren't a basketball fan, and all of a sudden now this individual, LeBron, LeBron and Kobe are a good example of this. There were, let, let me properly explain. When LeBron came to the Lakers, do you remember it was? There's some Laker fans out there. It's like no, no, no. You can't be both. You're either right. a LeBron fan or you're a Laker fan. There was, you know, the kind of this camp of no, no, no. Kobe Bryant is a Los Angeles Laker. It, it's you cannot have these two merge. There are certain fans who love players, and then there's other fans that it's just all about the team. If tomorrow, if LeBron James ends up leave, retiring in a couple of years, and Anthony Davis is not on this Lakers team, I'm not going to follow Anthony Davis where else he goes. I'm a Laker fan, yeah. but I think that these individual players. Um, Steph Curry has gained a lot of Warrior fans because he's Steph Curry in the way he plays. Mm-hmm. Kobe, you might not have been a Laker fan, but you became a Laker fan because of Kobe. LeBron, you had LeBron fans that were jumping from Cleveland to Miami to Cleveland to L.A. I mean, they're going wherever that he went. There's the individual and there's the team. LeBron is kind of unique like that because, you know, if you're a Kobe, if he had gone somewhere else, I'm sure people would continue to be a Kobe fan. But when Jordan left to go to Washington, it didn't create a generation of Washington Wizards fans. There were Jordan people, but there were Bulls fans. Jordan created a million Bulls fans along Mm -hmm. the way, but it didn't transfer there. LeBron is the one that just, like you said, wherever he goes, you're all over it, all over it. One more. Let's go to Long Beach and Ken. Ken, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hi, guys. Hi, Ken. Thanks for calling um, in, Ken. What's going on? So, all right. I, I'm a, I go back to Leroy Ellis and Gene Wiley and, and Elgin Baylor, 50-year Laker fan. This is either going to be the dumbest idea you've ever heard or you're going to call me a genius. What do the Lakers need? They need a point guard that can shoot the basketball. Somebody can shoot 38 40% from three. Instead, they got somebody shooting 20% from three. Westbrook does not fit this team. I'm telling you that. I said it from the beginning. How do you find a, a point guard that can shoot like that three-point? Well, there's one sitting eating nachos and drinking a beer at home right now and Kyrie Irving. How do you get Kyrie Irving? Well, first off, you missed one game in Toronto with him, one game in Brooklyn, two games in Golden State. That's only four games. What do you get? How do you get him? Brooklyn's got nothing right now. You trade him Westbrook at $44 million. Kyrie's at $34 million. You throw Millsap in, who's sitting around doing nothing at $10 million. You got a deal. 
those two teams end up in the finals for the highest rated <laughs> NBA finals since Lakers in Boston. By the way, I appreciate it, Ken. Thank you for calling in. Thanks, Trav. How, how about that? Westbrook in Brooklyn? Westbrook, James Harden, Kevin Durant. Talk about full circle. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know who doesn't seem to would be super down with that? Kyrie. Kevin Durant and oh. James Harden. No, I was I gonna say I, I was gonna to say the Kyrie piece. I mean, they're they're sitting back and still waiting to see. You know what he said? You know who's sitting around eating popcorn and whatever? I was like, is this guy talking about Ben Simmons? I'm like, Ben Simmons. Is probably shooting nine percent from the three point line. He, he threw me <laughs> off for a quick second there. Yeah, the ben Simmons is going to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, so somebody's going to get him. And while I'm not, it's going to be a rebuild his, team. Mm-hmm. He's he's a difference maker to a point. I don't know if mm-hmm. you know he's not a championship player yet. But if you get him, your team goes from wherever it is to better than that. He's mm-hmm. he's he's that good of a player along the way. We got some more phone calls on the top five as well. We'll get to some of those coming up. Plus, it is the dump, the pre-Halloween dump. That's next. Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country. There's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So we seem to have a little bit of a uh, split poll here, Al. There's some people that are still mad at me. The Jack on Twitter, Jack Slack, says, Trav, save us all the time and admit that you just stopped watching basketball in the 80s, LOL. No, that's not true. That's why I have – I like the other one. I like Jesus who has basically um, somebody getting arrested, and that should be you. That's that's <laughs> that's what he thinks of me. No, I didn't stop watching in the 80s. I have LeBron on my list. I have KD on my list. Uh, so I, I have still watched basketball. Here's another one from Scott who kind of gets where I'm coming from. I don't think people realize how cold Larry Bird was. He played an entire game lefty and scored 40. Yeah, this is one of these things. This is not your guy, your favorite player stinks. These are the five guys that made me completely, totally engaged in every single game that they Wait played. a minute. That Wait doesn't minute. mean that there are other guys. Wait a is minute. Is this Michael? Yeah, do you not have Tim Duncan or Hakeem Olajuwon on your list? There's only five places. I don't Michael. care. Take somebody off. <laughs> okay, wait, who are you taking off? You didn't have him on your yeah. top five. I, I thought to, uh, you talked about who I've watched. No, because yeah. you said. Well, you've seen them all. Yeah, I've seen them all from way back in the Will Chamberlain days. So okay, I can't let, put let, a team over those give guys. Me let, five. Trav, give me five. Let, let Trav give you his five, right. and then you'll you'll see. Trav, list out your five. Okay, first, first, give yeah. me his other three, because obviously LeBron and Jordan are on the list. Who's LeBron and Jordan are on the list. Magic is on the list. Okay. Kevin Durant is on the list. Sure. And Larry Bird. Okay, that's a good list. That's a good Thank list. Thank you, Michael. That's a you good see? list. But don't you think Duncan was better than Bird? I, I, I'm not, the, the argument isn't who's better. The argument is – You said the, the best you've ever seen. Right. The, well, the there you go. I, no, Michael, <laughs> let me finish. The, the answer isn't just the best I've ever seen as far as who had the most points or block shots. Skills. I know. Skills. And fun. And, ma- and fun. made the games fun. Yes, fun. Made the games fun for you to watch. That you had Larry Bird. When so he why don't you put all the Harlem Globetrotters on your list then? Because I don't like clowns. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't like a clown show. That's why. <laughs> that when Larry Bird was playing against you guys, Michael, he scared me to death. Sure, of course. He scared me to death. I, That's why Larry Bird. When you're when I'm talking, one of my NBA memories, they include Larry Bird. You know who scared and, me more when I played against him? Mm. Hakeem. 
Hmm. Oh, that guy was a monster. Okay, Michael, so th- this is what I said. I said, and again, this is my era's late. I mean, unfortunately, my era's towards the end of Magic's career, but I love Magic. Magic Kobe, Jordan LeBron, and Shaq. Those are my five. Oh, and Shaq. I told Travis, I said six and seven, Hakeem and Tim Duncan. Again, this is just my era, yeah. right? So these are the guys I was watching. I didn't have it, – it's a little surprising. I didn't have KD. I didn't put KD or Steph wow. in there before Would you have a problem Hakeem with somebody having Steph on their list, Michael? No, no, no. Steph's yeah. uh, second greatest shooter I've ever seen. Behind? Clay. Okay. That's a fair answer. Yeah. I'll give you that one. <laughs> I'll give you that one along the way. But you have Wilt, so you, that's going way back. Yeah. They, they, they said I stopped watching basketball in the 80s despite the fact that I had KD and LeBron on my list. You yeah. have guys in the 50s and 60s. When did you start watching basketball? Probably right around when Magic came into the league. I remember, I kind of sort of remember watching Larry Bird and Magic play in the NCAA final. Wow. I, I, I have a vague recollection of that, but I remember Magic's entire career. Okay, yeah. So Michael, Will, Kareem, Kareem Jordan, no. LeBron, and uh, and Kobe. There's, yeah. uh, that's Michael's list. That's my five. That is it's the best I've five. ever seen. That's not a bad five. We'll cut it to three. Who goes out, Michael? Ooh. you got to take two guys out of that. Then Wilt, Kareem, and Jordan stay in. Okay. That's how great they see people well, it's not your fault, but a lot of people my age forget how great Wilt was and how dominant he was. He put up yeah. numbers that were cartoonish oh, no, so stupid. people think they can't be real. Stupid. Michael, you said something to me one time that I've always that I've always remembered that whenever you play a game that who is the top five in blank, the answer is always Wilt Chamberlain. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, that there is no answer, there's no question to who has the most blank in NBA history top mm-hmm. five, the answer is always Wilt. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, we we, we got a chance on what's today friday wednesday night listening to you and john mm-hmm. you guys looked uh, you guys sounded so comfortable there in the first yeah. half everything was going okay smooth sailing right. lakers up 16 going into the uh, third quarter what happened how, well, how do you pinpoint what happened i said uh, so see second half was get the start ready to start travis is the only way the lakers make this game interesting is if they lose interest as which the start, they did. Yeah, which they did. They figure <laughs> yeah. we're up by 20 or whatever at halftime. We're playing the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're not playing, you know, Brooklyn or someone like that. So they thought the game was over. And when you take your foot off the gas, you check out mentally. Sometimes you try to flip that switch, and by that time it's too late. Next thing you know, you, you, instead of being up 25, you're, you're up by 12. Now it's a whole new game. So Do, do they come out tonight, Michael, and just – hammer yeah LeBron nobody's told me we haven't heard officially game time decision yeah he'll play he's playing against Cleveland his hometown you know people back there is going to be watching him he knows that he looked fine when he was out there warming up before the game in Oklahoma City he wasn't limping he was doing going through his drills so I'd be shocked if he doesn't play that so he'll play tonight and they got a real soft schedule here for the next week so they'll they'll take care of business and get on a winning streak all right let's go to the dump I don't know if this is as interesting to everybody else as it is to me, but I am fascinated by this. With Charlie Morton playing in the World Series this year, mm-hmm. we can go all the way back to 1982 until 2021, and there has been a teammate of John Smoltz's who has played in the World Series. Is That that just blows me away, Al. That's doesn't, like how it was with it doesn't Shaq. doesn't make sense. I remember Shaq had that too. For, oh, like, yeah. for a long time in the NBA Finals, he had a teammate playing in the Finals like for 20 years. This is 40. 40 years. <laughs> I know, but no, Smoltz goes back to 1982, Michael. Well, wait a minute. You just said he's got a teammate who's been in the series every year? No, no, no. He has played with a player that has appeared in the World Series at least one every year from 1982 until right now. 
We'll see. I still don't know how to comprehend that. Yeah, I, I still so, don't. For instance, I'm confused. Here, here it is. When John mm-hmm. Smoltz was a rookie with the Braves in the late in the late '80s, one of his teammates was Ted Simmons, who played in the 1982 World Series with the Milwaukee Brewers. Mm-hmm. He has had a connection to at least one of these players as a teammate <laughs> all the way back to 1982. It's it's bananas. It doesn't even make any sense. So he played. So everybody, so at least one person on every team in the series has yes. played with John Smoltz. Yes, exactly. That's wow. that's a very clear. Well, who, who in this series has played with well, I Charlie guess, Morton? Yeah, I guess right. Because he just retired like what ten years ago. Yeah, and yeah. Charlie Morton is is near the end of his career. We're getting close to a forty year run, but it's pretty remarkable. How about this one? Roger Goodell's made one hundred twenty eight million dollars the last two years. It's pretty good. So you should have you should have gone out for commissioner of the NFL in high school. By the way. You know, I, I, it's funny when we see when when we'll see NBA contracts like that guy got two hundred million. They're not paying it unless they're making it. So right. if they're forking out that much money to Roger Goodell, uh, just think about Trav. What was the contract? What was the contract that the NFL just signed with? Hundred billion for their their new TV deal <laughs> is for a hundred billion. Well, yeah. if the M- NBA gets their seventy five billion that they're asking for, even close yeah. to it, then you'll see guys like oh, the yeah. top guys making sixty million a year. Al, how do people find the pot? ESPN app or on iTunes, just search Travis and Sliwa, get the full three hours. Michael, we'll see you in a couple hours. Right. Mason and Ireland is coming up next. Sliwa and I are going to be all over the Lakers. We're going to be all over the Rams. We're going to be all over the weekend in the NFL, the NBA. We start 9.55 on Monday morning. We'll see you then. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Thanks, Michael. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.